Here it is. The was easy. Piece of cake, just the way you laid it out. Man, he really went down fast. I don't want to hear about it. I just want to see what's inside this case. We didn't open it, just like you said. Get me a tool to work with. Let me do a Z. No, I'll handle this myself. what we wasted a guy for? Z knows what he's doing. Man, that's a spooky-looking thing. This spooky-looking piece of wood is worth a lot of bread to all of us. Let's call it our good luck charm. Bad news, baby. I've got the good news right here. You better hold tight, baby. You've got some tough competition. Meaning? Meaning Adam was on my corner asking pretty heavy questions. Are you the only one? Now, the street was crawling with them. Some people got leaned on. Are they asking or are they working? Baby, they are working. Nobody looks that hard unless there's something in it. <laughs> there goes your piece of cake. They're after your good news. Z, how about we split till things cool down? The way I see it, things don't get cool when that outfit goes to work. And you can't spend this. I need a little time to convert this to some real bread. You can't buy time with those guys. And they can be real sweet and real mean. Nobody splits. I want them out of my way. But Z... Were you listening, man? Waste them all and waste them fast. If they're roaming the streets, you can get them one at a time. And I call that pretty good odds. Welcome back to the Flickers from the K podcast for episode 230. My name is Marty. I'm Mike. Hello, I'm Julie. We're going to do a movie. We're going to do two movies this time, as we usually do. But this time, I just wanted to give a little backstory on why these came up. I follow a Twitter, or X, feed that's called Golan Globus Theater. And they always do like posters and stuff from different movies from the 70s. It's great stuff. And they posted the um, poster for our second film, Devil's Express. And I was looking at it, and I know who its star is. It's this guy named Warhawk Tanzania, which is maybe the greatest name ever. Absolutely. Um, And I had been aware of him, and I knew that he had not done a lot, but I didn't know just how little he had done. Um, And but that whole. that's the sort of source for this but so for episode 230 we're going to look at two films that feature the quite frankly amazing warhawk tanzania so um i'm really eager to get started on this so uh what do you guys say let's just get going yes please let it roll all right so the the first film we're going to talk about is 1975's force four this is not 
Force 5 that we did with uh, uh-huh. Joe Lewis. The Robert um, Klaus movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Um, this is Force 4, so it's one less than Force 5. Um, and it's also known as Black Force. Black Force, yes. Which, that's the VHS tape. That's what you have? Yes. Okay. And that's and a badass name. Um, also, the cover is so badass, oh, cool. and it's it Gangster up. Z and Felicia, and like he has his shirt off with all of these chains and a gun, and then it says Black Force, and there's like the huge gun he's holding, like underlining it, yeah, and the fun. Oh, nice. And she's in like a very skimpy like skirt and like bra thing, and it's so hot. I gotta and check I'm it out. Very I'm ready sorry. To look that up now. I, I know I have to send you a picture, but I, I meant to bring the the tapes. They were. I forgot them. I forgot my bag. Um, I mean, the, the Force 4 poster is pretty cool, but it it's really not is. that cool. No. Boy, that's wild. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at them on IMDb. God, Sometimes they have so alternate ones in it. there. but Yeah. It's so badass. I'll, I'll take a picture of it. Oh, you found it's on IMDb for under Force 4? Oh, no, 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 no. There's no Black Force posters. Yeah, so when you originally sent this movie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen it. And then I started watching it on Tubi, and I was like, oh, wait, hold up, pump on the brakes. <laughs> like, I've seen this movie before. And then this morning, I just, like, rewatched it, yeah. like, kind of, like, fast-forwarded through, but on uh, the VHS copy that okay. I have. So so this, um, both of these movies have, like, stories, like, actual uh-huh. stories. Like, more story th- than they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Force 4... The, the movie um, opens with like this close-up shot of this weird idol like statue sort of spinning on a turntable <laughs> and um, we find out that that thing has um, is being um, sold to someone and the guy that's selling it gets mugged and mm-hmm. killed and the thing gets taken and then there's uh, the force four is called in to retrieve it because it's very valuable and they yeah, think it's like just black this, belt martial arts right. experts, but that they're are also in. like James Bond because yeah, they have they a secret cool. lair with uh-huh. a hidden door that they, the way that they ruled. mimic a hidden door was so great. They literally just had a, a click sound, uh-huh. the sound of a thing sliding. And then somebody slid some plywood in front of the camera and it, yes. they never showed <laughs> the door opening. And I was like, that is really smart. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really smart. It's brilliant. Zero budget. Um, yes. Filmmaking. Um, so Mike, the, the name struck me as familiar, but the cinematographer for both movies is a guy named Paul Glickman. Yeah. He didn't, he should go, uh, we looked, he went on to shoot like, well, he shot, he shot God told me to, he worked yeah. with Cohen a lot. Yeah. Um, but it is what, like I will say for these two movies, for everyone involved, you see an arc of skill. Oh yes. Force four in 1975. It, it's rough in spots as far as like there's there's moments where you're going that was a pretty cool shot when when the guy is being chased by the muggers with the suitcase with the idol in it and he's running towards the camera and the camera's flying away from him that's fucking amazing amazing and then it was just like all this weird experimental shit that he was doing that didn't really work (laughs) but i was still like wow but But i love he tried but he tried yeah Um, and they were really trying to do something then in the second film um uh, Devil's oh, Express. they found their footing. He, well, Ooh, it was yeah. it was so much better. But I mean, uh, the thing we got to talk about eventually is Warhawk Tanzania. He was good in Force Four. 
He was fucking amazing in Devil's Express. Yeah. And it's a goddamn crime that he didn't get to do a third movie. Because if his Agreed. trajectory was like that, yeah, can you imagine mm-hmm. what the third film would have been? I mean, he would have been there with Jim Kelly well, and like let those me, other dudes. He did a Velvet... Um, he's done a couple other things. Wait, mm-hmm. look. He, IMDb's yeah. only IMDb. had two credits. Yeah, only two credits for, oh. for Warhawk. Huh. The director, yes, but Warhawk, he only has two credits. I thought he was in one other. Um, what as far as IMDb knows, that doesn't mean it's accurate. That's just what they list. Okay. Um, but I know the director Michael Fink did do the Velvet thing because I saw okay. it on the on the Maybe list. That's it. Um, but uh, I just I think if you, he had gotten a chance to work with like a Robert Klaus or you know a Chinese director. One of these guys that Dude, makes this. That would have been fucking amazing. Like, uh, great. the Shui Ha. Just like one of those guys. Those, or those dudes. Just the, like the Shaw know, brothers. The Shaw guys. Dude, yeah, just like. Return the Dragon. Think about. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, the dude's dynamic. He's like, he's cool. He's badass. He's pretty good at karate and kung fu or whatever. He's I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Anyway. That, that delivery, though. That, uh, yeah, every so every smooth. sentence he says ends like that. It's like, yeah. I'm going down to the store and get a glass of milk. I mean, he charms everyone. <laughs> it's um, great. In but- Force 4, though, he's not the lead. The lead is a guy who plays a, a character named Jason. Mm-hmm. And um, he's fine. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's, he's pretty cool. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, like, acting-wise, he was pretty good. There's a big, tall dude. Who is in there? Who's bad? Mm-hmm. And he, they, at the beginning of the movie, um, Jason, who's in the secret lair, is doing like a training montage with the other three Force uh-huh. Four members. Yes, and he goes, "Show me that sigh action." <laughs> yeah. And it was, I almost fell asleep watching that guy just sort of stumble around with his sighs. I was like, "This is not great." Like, so <laughs> I did not have high hopes for stuff. And then the girl, uh-huh. whatever her name is was badass yeah she was really like legitimately badass yes and that like, fight beside the basketball court so fucking good awesome. where she fought so like good. six or eight guys and she Dude, was fucking kicking ass she and, was that was fantastic i mean yeah. the street fighting in this movie yeah. ruled i mean the second movie too there were so many alley fights and different things but i, look, I love i'm gonna that say go ahead they I went to the basketball courts to go get, like, the tea to get all of the information, you know? And it was just... It, these movies are great. They're, like, filmed in Harlem, like, predominantly. For like no money. Yeah. yeah. What was killing me, though, is that, like, you would they would get into, like, a fight scene, and they were doing amazing shit. Mm-hmm. But they were actually being super careful, I think. Yeah. Because they, they weren't... These were, like, martial arts guys, but they weren't necessarily, <laughs> like, stuntmen. No. No. So, like, some of the fights... All the awesome action needed to be, like, wound a little. Like, was it underwound? Like, so it would, it would yeah, look it was like fast forward, down. just slightly <laughs> faster, just yeah. ever so slightly. Cause I didn't like, notice that. Some of the fight scenes, there was a couple where it looked like they were moving through like a liquid. It, it was like me, underwater. It, it looked like some was like yeah, like some was just like slow motion, and then some was fast forwarded, like in different parts. I, I do. I think I, they were just. I, I agree with you about the not stuntmen because they did not know how to fake a punch. And when they would pull the punch, a lot of times it was uh-huh. obvious that they didn't get anywhere near their opponent. <laughs> yeah, there was, you know, there was not they a weren't stuntmen. These were legitimate also, martial artists. But also, 
a more experienced director would know how to shoot the angle. Yes, that because that's the whole camera position. To, to in my mind, that's that's way more critical than how far you miss the punch. You just got to get the camera at the right angle. A hundred percent. But that's yeah. also part of the stuntman job is to like uh, go. You're going to see that I miss him. So right. let me turn my back here. this right. way a little yeah. more. So right. it or, was inexperience or sell on the impact some of that made it inexperience on everybody's part, but it, it does not diminish the enjoyment. <laughs> the, the, the heart was in the right place on this. Yes. Oh, and both so, of these movies had such heart. Oh, I just loved it. Um, he had heart. <laughs> so in in the movie, we meet the local villain, who's known as Z. Mm-hmm. Just the letter Z or Z if you're overseas, um, and um, he has he's the guy who had the the thing stolen, and so he is uh, going to sell it to this lady who's a lady of means who he invites <laughs> to a party where they have the widest band I've ever heard. <laughs> so I was pretty I was pretty proud of myself. I said that band was was called. Tony Pensacola and Morning instead of Tony Orlando and Don. So Tony Pensacola and Morning. All right, that's really good. But that was, I was like, I was bopping. I was like, all right, I'll do this. The most awkward party. There was a scene where there was two wicker chairs in the foreground. Uh-huh. God damn, that went on for <laughs> went on for fucking ever. And I was like, why aren't people sitting in those chairs? We don't need all this table setting De- just decor just yeah, yeah. just set the fucking characters down and have that conversation start and let that action that we've just been absorbing mm-hmm. happen in the background yeah they needed a fight to be going on in there something yeah something just, needed just to be happening put people in the chairs would be fine With any, i mean it's not empty like, chairs come on um there was there was quite a few moments of like where like they would there would be a transition and they would cut to a scene and then like somebody would be standing here with their hand on a doorknob or something for like just uh, just a second too long Mm -hmm. instead of like standing back here and them going action and then he walk up and open the door they would be like poised and red it was like you can see them just missing the mark i also thought tighten up the fucking edit i also thought there were moments where they kept the camera on like the corpses like exactly one frame too long. And oh, yeah. You could just see a, like a half frame of them. <laughs> Breathing. Like the dude that was in the pool <laughs> floating and bleeding. Totally. I swear to God, you see him he go. <gasps> just like for a split second before they cut away. And it was that like. That is how hard Warhawk Tanzania hit him. He still had to like one more like Breath. impact in his death. <laughs> yeah, it was like an aftershock. It impact. was like the, exactly the uh, leftover from an earthquake. Um, no, you're so right. So the guy in the second movie, his partner who finds the amulet, Rodan, uh-huh. is in the first movie. Yes. Who is he Correct. in the first movie? That's what I wanted to know. Who is he in the first movie? Because I know I'm he's in sure. it. Um, I think he's one of Z's, like... The, he's Dude, one he's, of the bad guys. Yeah, he's one of the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, but he's like some like side character. Yeah, like you don't see him big. that oft. Yeah, yeah. Because he's fucking great in Devil's Express. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Really liked him. And I was like, when I watched him, I was like, this dude is really good. And I looked him up. What else has he done? And it was like, Force 4. I was like, the fuck? I didn't yes. recognize him. Are we talking and, about the Are we talking about the cop from... No, Rodan. The, Rodan from Devil's yeah, Express. Yeah, right, took right, right, the right. amulet. Um, and the New oh, York lady. Oh, fucking guy, yeah. The, and 
the New York lady who's buying the statue is in both movies. Um, she's one of the people that's talking to the cops about oh. what she saw. Oh, she was the one that almost got raped? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're her. right. And Same they like chick. lit all the cigarettes yeah. for her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I did not um, like I love that, that in a police station. rapey bit. Oh, no. I loved when that fucking guy died. Like the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, he deserved yeah. that. I was like, yeah, motherfucker. Fuck you. So there's the, there's the thing at the beginning at the, of the film, like but I think before the film starts, where they kind of go, the actors in this film are martial artists, and it just starts introducing them with like all of their oh, the yeah. level of black belt and stuff like that, that and then awesome. it says there's a, a text on screen that says some scene that's in this film were shot in slow motion to <laughs> for to show off certain techniques, and I was watching the whole fucking movie going, they had been any slow motion i guess none of these techniques are good enough and then in that final battle yeah there was a lot of slow motion there, there and some of was. it was cool i liked it it was like, super enjoyable yeah. the fights it was, were amazing was cool. it was like it, to me it was like uh it's these guys instead of just making at the time what it probably would have just been like a black exploitation thing clearly they were so influenced by shaw brothers like yes. all this probably stuff they saw on 42nd street coming from Hong Kong and decided we're going to fucking just do that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was great and So you got to love it. I and mean. there was like really adorable little scenes like when I loved on the street. Yeah. When he's like teaching the kid his moves. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> like uh wait, did you guys also get that kind of like reference? I always think about this. Uh Uncle Buck cuz he like hands the kid and he's like um Here's, Here's a quarter. A quarter. Why don't you go downtown? Yeah. And then, and then, like you know, I can always continue with like and let a rat. I think gnaw that's that his actual son. Oh yeah, because there was a Tanzania, another Tanzania credit. Oh cool. Okay, oh, yeah, that kid boy? was so cute. And then the kid runs away, and then he kicks all those dudes' asses. All those dudes' like, asses. There's like twelve of them. Without I could be exaggerating. even any trouble. Yeah, and yeah, he just looked like a badass. Awesome. Um, do you guys think the they deliberately chose the the band and the people at the party as like a sort of all right we're cool we're funky this we're badass motherfuckers let's show the widest most lame thing we can or do you think they said oh my brother's got this band and they are awesome let's let them play do you think that was on purpose or do you think they thought these motherfuckers are good let's let them I think they thought like we need the band for a scene and and they're good. You don't think it was making fun of white people? No, I don't. I, you, they don't need to make fun of white people. But, white people have that covered. But I'm saying I, I could see in 1975 making fun of what white people thought was like good music or whatever would have been a funny joke. Yeah, maybe it's still a pretty maybe. funny joke. Let's be honest. Your name for the yeah Tony Pensacola, I love that. That's fucking great. Because <laughs> um, so, I was thinking it was like the Starland Vocal Band did a funk album. Yeah, but but you know Tony Orlando <laughs> and Don was what was a, huge, a dude, yeah. but it was a dude with two uh, African American female backup singers, and that right. was what that was. Mustache, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Maybe it was them. They weren't tying any fucking yellow ribbons, uh, that's for sure. Um, in that fight in the woods around that that place uh-huh. 
that motherfucker punches a guy into a tree. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and I lost my mind. Yeah, I was yeah, like, the fuck? The fights yeah. were so good. It was real. Like, and, like, there were just moments like that. Like, yeah. And you get to enjoy them twice. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, they just run all the of the best fight of. scenes. Yeah. Again. Absolutely. It's worth it. There's a dude in a red shirt in that fight that um, I think Jason just keeps knocking the shit out of and he goes stumbling back and almost hitting the tree and yep. he does it twice and it's like that poor guy probably was bruised as fuck after yeah. that but it's just it's good I I have a note where I said occasional glimpses of something genuinely good mm-hmm. and by that I mean not going oh this is a, what a delightful movie this is you know so charming and all that stuff but like actual really good well executed filmmaking like in yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you can't deny it that, that, that was really good and then the rest of it is just fun so it's like it's that same thing again of I wish these this team had been able to make a few more movies mm-hmm. with a little more money like well, could they have gotten in with uh, like with Cohen or mm-hmm. with uh, Corman mm-hmm. and like just gotten just you know, a, a $150,000 budget instead of a probably 30000 or 25000 I can't imagine that people weren't asking Warhawk Tanzania to make another movie. I can't imagine right. that these didn't make money. Mm-hmm. That's and that what they, and I see. I guess that is the elephant in the room is did either of these make a significant amount of money? Clearly, Force 4 I, must have made enough money to warrant... Not a sequel, but at least another movie with, with Warhawk Tanzania. Right. So it must have made some money. Well, I mean, he went from like second or third in the cast list to the, the lead, right? Um, but yeah, I I just super enjoyed it. And then you, there's like very questionable morals because at the end they realize that this statue is not valuable. They're normally it's like, this the whole thing, and then this? they kind of go, "Wait a minute!" And they open the box that it's in, and it's just full of heroin. Well, they pull up yeah. the velvet liner from underneath mm-hmm. this ugly ass like artifact, and then they're like, it's "Just okay, heroin." We got the artifact, the money for the artifact, and all these drugs we could yeah. sell these. No. And well, do, they, all this do, money. do they? I'm, I'm questioning my recollection because that's kind of how I remember it. Or did they say they were going to dump the drugs in the oh yeah the bay? Yeah, so they're so like the kids didn't get it. They're like triple rip off, and then they um, they say that they're definitely going to get rid of them, so they're not on the streets because they'd be on their streets, like affecting That's their awesome. you know yeah, which <sighs> fucking Just ruled so good. So and that then they like had some more fights, and then like you know gave the artifact back, but without the drugs. Yeah, but, but they kept the money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they kept the money, which was great. There was what's the, the what's the doll that chased Karen Black? Oh, the Zuni fetish doll. The Zuni <laughs> fetish doll. That fucking idol looked like a Zuni fetish flashlight. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it that wasn't is that so deep. accurate. <laughs> should, I love you that. Know what that should be a pro- that's a product that people are dying for. Like, <laughs> uh, man, could you fuck that thing? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. We we talked about doing this, so I I would just like to, if it's all right with y'all, I would like to play um, a little bit of audio here, just to sort of talk, uh, just to show the level of acting acuity that we have in this film. So here's uh, a moment between the New York lady and Z, where they're talking about their deal for this uh, artifact. 
It's a pleasure to see you, Felicia. Lovely party, Z. I had no idea that a viper like you could run in such an impressive crowd. My guest of honor can't afford to be so nasty. I'm a very sensitive patron of the arts. When my feelings are hurt, my price goes up. <laughs> my dear man, your feelings, hurt as they are, can always be cured by that age-old remedy, green. My dear, we both come from the same school. Comfort's cost. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I had heard of Warhawk Tanzania, but had not seen either of these movies. And I will tell you, after watching Force 4, my hopes were really high for Devil's Express. So, uh, I don't know. Did you did you guys watch them in that order? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and we should also say, these are both on Tubi. So, oh, yeah. um, that's where we both, we all watched them. Um, and Pretty good copies, too. Pretty good copies. Um, and just, there they are, with just a few commercials. I mean, that's really not, the commercials it's aren't fine. terrible. It's fine. This is time to go take a leak. Or Sometimes it would be like one 30-second commercial. Like, I would go, <laughs> oh, cool, I'm going to go do a thing. And I'd go, get me to, I'd get halfway get me to, out the room, and it would be back on. I'd, like, I'd walk to the, yeah, towards yeah. the bathroom, and it would start back. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you can pause it, so... So let's just let's just quickly move on ahead to our second film, which is from the following year, 1976, and it is called The Devil's Express. Well, two murders in two days in the same station. Jesus. Well, it looks like your murderer wasn't greedy. Uh, they say they found a full wallet on him, so that leaves out robbery. That's good thinking, Ed. That's very good thinking. Guess what? I want to make a statement about yesterday. Are you? Okay. That uh, body that was found in the subway? Yeah. It was definitely dead. And the department figures that the probable cause of death was murder. Back to one. You want to know what I think? Yeah. About four years ago, there was a story in the papers. It seems that when they were building the old subways, they had to break through the sewers. And it seems that a lot of workmen broke through the sewers and were attacked by animals. These were animals that had become mutant. Dogs, cats, rats, alligators, all the throwaways. And they had developed senses that other animals didn't have. Fangs, claws. They were wild. They lived off each other. Survival of the species. And they attacked the workmen. Now, I think it's very possible that those workmen did not seal up the sewers the way they should have been sealed up and that those animals are roaming through the subways. Hey. Thanks. You're welcome. For the story. Hey, come on. You're not going to print that, are you? Sounds like an Edgar Allan Poe story, for Christ's sakes. Hey, look, Sam, let's start using some rational logic, huh? And lesson one, keep your mouth shut in front of reporters. Save the horror stories for the kids. Come on. Mad boy, stay here with your body until the guys from the ball get down. So, um, this movie stars Warhawk Tanzania, and I have no idea what his character's name is. Ju- ju- Luke. 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 Um, so, there's a character in this, um, Chris, who's a cop. Did you guys look him up? Larry Fleischman? No. He's from Liverpool. Okay. Are you fucking kidding? Dude. Huh. Blew my mind. 
And he is so goddamn New York. He is <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. New York. Genuinely New York. Blew wow. my mind when I read it. Yeah, he like seems like he like grew up like in Hell's Kitchen or he like has you the know, look, like, he has the voice, the mannerisms. Yeah. He was that character though. Because huh. Luke pushes back hard. Yeah, like, absolutely. And and he's always like, Hey man, look, don't get excited. Sorry. We can figure this out. He's always like placating and like making peace. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's very cool. I was like, wow, that is a different... like." And he seems kind of hard-nosed, but he's also like, hey, man, just chill out. Huh. He's like, I was like, okay, I kind of like this character. Yeah. It's a different take on a cop. Thing. It's like that sort of... Sli- it's very 1970s to me, that slightly anti-authoritarian cop. It's like, yeah, uh, like a, a Serpico. Serpico. Yeah. Or even, even uh, in a less... Uh, uh, or I should say, in a more fascistic vein, Dirty Harry. Ooh. Well, but he was he's, not Dirty Harry. He's not. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like that. I think that idea at the time of like cops who sort of have like their own agenda. Yes. And like govern themselves by that. He just was seemed a like a good thing. cop. Like a, he seemed like a great guy. Who was really trying to, who, who was known and knew people in the community and would try to go talk to people and work things out. And, and a crime. Know. He was solving a crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> this movie, we it opens with an ancient, uh, a scene from long secret. ago in China where they were burying something mysterious deep underground and putting a special amulet on it in 20 bc or 200 bc or something we find out that it's a demon and there's an amulet that's been made that will keep the demon um secured and locked away and it's this the box that the demon is in is hidden in a cave in the mountains of china Mm -hmm. flash to new york city where we meet luke and starts with like 42nd street opening Mm -hmm. Oh, so it was fucking cool. awesome. It was and, great and then it to does see this, 70s New York. And then, mm. like, immediately cut, cutting to subway cars with this screeching music. And, oh, yeah. And then back to above ground driving through New York. And then back in the subway. Mm-hmm. And this cool Dude, music's playing. The New York locations in this movie were great. There was lots <laughs> of parks. Um, Brooklyn, Harlem, everywhere. Like, the Bronx. Like... Uh, Greenwich Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was just some fun stuff and, and different things to see. Really, here. I'd love to watch stuff that's shot like the way this was in the time that this was because, like now, the idea is that New York is so prohibitively expensive to film in. You take an entire crew to tar- to Toronto right. and try to make it look like <laughs> or feel like New York because yep. New York's so expensive. And like Larry Cohen and these guys and like all the New York guys, Glickenhouse. They were just like, well, you know, if you don't pull permits, right? it's not that expensive to shoot in New York. You well, just got to shoot fast and get the fuck out of there before somebody gets wind of what you're doing. Well, and New York wasn't as expensive then either. I mean, it was like right. a failing city. This, you know, this yeah. is like the height of, or the, the, the you know, the, the bottom, the cellar of like New York. It was the descent. Yeah, like the... You know, it was after 77 is when it really started to kind of... Um, like really it's when all the art and everything really was like yeah. banging there. So I mean this is right in that moment of like mm-hmm. peak or whatever the opposite of peak would be. Uh, well, I mean I I consider this like the all these movies out of that era, that mid to late seventies New York stuff mm-hmm. to me that's just another facet of the art scene yeah. that was existing there. It was like exactly. all these people that just said, Fuck it, we're gonna make movies. You got uh 
what was the fucking Nick Zed that made right. Maggot Bingo, right. and then you got all the the, the usual suspects, Cohen and Glickenhaus, right. and who were so like actually Lustig. making a little more movie yeah. movie. Um, Bill Lustig. So so we we we've established that there's a demon hidden in China. Then we come to New York, current day, and we meet Luke, who is a um, who is who is doing um, instruction, teaching karate or kung fu or whatever. To this cop, Chris, in walks his friend Rodan, spelled like the the giant Japanese kaiju Rodan. But the actor who played him, his name is Wilfredo Roldan, R O L D A N. Yeah. So they just pulled an L out and let that be his name, which was <laughs> cool. So Luke and Rodan are going to go to China to sort of convene with the monks and the sort of you know masters. And I think maybe to get promoted a belt level or something and like maybe and had a ritual he had to do where he had to go into the woods and he would know when he'd found his place and all that stuff. But they found a cave. Well, he's taking it seriously. And Rodan is like sort of like, hey, whatever, fuck it, I'll go to China. He doesn't. So he's bored with that stuff. So he starts wandering through the forest. Well, he fucking his whole job was to to guard. Guard him while he was meditating. Right. Because yeah. he's in this fucking fugue state or whatever and can't... Right. You know, he can't protect himself. And like so this Billy motherfucker gets bored. Yeah. And, and like wanders off. A total fucking schmuck. A total he schmuck. Goes, he goes into this cave and he's like, this has strange vibes. And then he opens and steals the amulet in it. Right. Yeah. And, but Luke doesn't know that he did that. So... So... So, so Rodan has the amulet. They go back to America. And the demon pursues them. Guys. That fucking dude with them big bug eyes. He I, looked like he had table tennis eyeballs. and he But was, he would blink. I mean, they, they moved so a little. And I was weird. like, how did they do that? It but was... That's just painted on his eyelids. But yeah. he would, like, blink and stuff. I think he just had, like, the facial control. Oh, so he I, could just do, like, a squeeze yeah. his face yeah. and it looked yeah. like he's blinking? Yes. But it the was, way it was so shot. really awesome. good. Yeah, the way it was shot, it was super effective. It was really wonderful. But and then I, I loved that he was, like, classy. Like, he had a suit and tie on. And then all of a sudden, like, that green goo and blood would, like, come mm-hmm. out. And he, like, ripped the whole outfit off. There so was some good, like, gooey stuff. Like, good effects at the time. There I mean, was enough. But then, enough. like... Oh, sorry. No, the, I, you're... The Go monster's ahead. evolution just got cooler yes. because yes. The, then he turned into more of like the swamp thing, like right. dirty ass, grimy New Yorker, like, well, like OG Chud. We see him. <laughs> yes. He like gets in that dude, and that dude stumbles down to the ship that's uh-huh. going to New York, and he gets on the boat and hides. It was very Dracula, like oh, this yeah. evil being on the boat. And then you see him staggering around and like, like, you know, the noise and the lights are bothering him because yeah. he's been, I guess, underground for forever and he can't. They say that the demon can't handle light until he gets his amulet back and then uh-huh. nothing can stop him. Right. So he's like, you know, staggering around and then he's hiding. And where's the best place to hide in New York City if you don't like the subway. light? Underground. So he's hiding in the subway and just killing people. It was cool because I liked that. Like the so cool. first, was it like the first or maybe this? Well, I think a couple of people had died. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like the guy misses his subway, and he's like fuck. And then this, you hear this lady's voice. It's like help me, help me. Yeah. Yes. And then he just like walks into the darkness, right. and like you just hear him screaming, and like yeah. 
getting murdered. Yeah, because the demon is like doing that voice thing, trying to call people in. Uh huh. And the the kills were like fun, or like what you got to witness and like how you got to that death. Mm Because then it would be like the old crazy lady who was a bitch and like walking through the subway and just like being mean to every single human. Yeah, and then and then I loved that like she gets out and she's like changing carts. And uh, she goes to the next car, and, like, then she sees this dead person, like, out there, and she starts screaming. And well, the subway cars look different, too. Like, I'm used to the, I mean, the way the subways are now is the way they've always been yeah. with those sort of plastic seats. Mm-hmm. And some of those cars had, like, padded seats and Oh, stuff. yeah. And oh, I, I like, remember. Yeah. I did not remember. Ugh. I've never went there when that was the case. Yeah. It's, so it's that, was, that was wild to me to see that. Yeah. Um, the um, so in this sort of situation, so we have a demon hiding in the subway. We have Luke teaching karate, and we have a cop. And the cop is trying to solve these murders because mm-hmm. the murders keep happening. Um, a lot of the murders are happening in the area where Luke's school is, which I don't know if it's in Chinatown, but they're in Chinatown a lot, and there's they're a lot of Harlem? Chinese people. But but there and are moments where they're in Chinatown. Yeah. Which is just cool. I remember oh, the first absolutely. time I went to Chinatown, and I was just like, oh, oh my God. This absolutely. Is the I had best friends food. that lived on Henry Street. It oh. was oh, so good. Just the best food, the craziest smells. The first time going to New York where you'd go down the street, and, I mean, you know, I'd seen movies and stuff, but you see those shops with just all the ducks hanging, mm-hmm. all, like, roasted and stuff. Yep. And I'm just like, what in the fuck is going Like, to me, it was yes. all like being on the moon. It was so foreign, but it was fantastic and now it's it's just Chinatown, so wonderful to go back little italy like was like another thing that you would just see some weird shit there's that um there's a big alley fight between yes the the the, the black gang so and it's the, the red Chinese dragons gang. versus the mm. black jacks black jacks i didn't know the names yeah so and yeah the the whole shtick is 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 it a gang war like right. killings or is this like mutant animals coming from the sewers right. you know it's like everybody has their little conspiracy theories right. which is great but the funny thing is too is this movie is also on vhs called gang wars right. and it looks like you know like a red and black uh, warriors mm-hmm. kind of like shtick it is nowhere like that cover that is on imdb is amazing oh with the devil that's the first time i saw that devil's express i was like oh what's this movie cool i'm gonna watch it same thing start watching it and i was like oh i totally know this movie (laughs) (laughs) like this is great and uh yeah it meant a lot to me that you picked these movies because (laughs) my um one of my first roommates anthony he introduced me to these movies. So you had seen both. I had seen both. Oh. And Anthony took wow. me um, because I had a bunch of like these like Wu-Tang tapes. Yeah. Um, I bet they loved Warhawk Tanzania, the Wu-Tang gang. Oh. You know they well, did. I, well, that's how my like um, roommate and I bonded. Yeah. Because I had all of these like Wu-Tang tapes. And then like he was like, oh shit, you like Kung Fu? And so he took me to... Um, uh, College Hill video. Yeah. And that's like the place that had the kung fu and porn. Yeah. And so, like, we went down in the basement and then we, like, got, and he's like, you got to see this movie and this movie. And there's, like, a bunch of other stuff, yeah. of course, we would get and watch. But we would just, like, watch these, like, in our living room. And was it the 37 Chambers of Shaolin or something? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we would just, like, get high and just watch these movies and it was amazing. So you knew them from the songs but not you hadn't seen the movies that the songs were sort of referencing or 
oh, well, the reason why I, like, got a lot of those movies was because I was, like, the fucking, like, Wu-Tang yeah. talked about them, but right. then they had, there were all of these tapes, there's, like, limited edition tapes that came out that, like, are, like, you know, like, the Killer Bees, mm -hmm. and there's all of these, like, really cool, like, labels under them, mm -hmm. and a lot of the movies I'll, like, watch, like, I have, like, Very a... Cool like 50 movies or something oh, in this wow. collection yeah um yeah but this sort of b movies that are really good i i think they means? are but like yeah. then there's just some really weird shit that you're just like what am i watching well, like i think devil's express qualifies as really weird shit well devil's express is cool because it's like x files meets like yes. you know yes. black exploitation like, meets, like martial vibes. arts i like yeah. the fact that when all the supernatural shit kicked oh, in so good like when you get the, the vibe that it's going to be that kind of story mm -hmm. that immediately like gets me and engaged the, <laughs> the hong kong like you know uh well that like there's a lot of stuff like that came out you know i got into like from robo vampire mm -hmm. like you know and and uh you know mr vampire mr. came out in mr. 85 mm -hmm. and then there was like you know, like a lot of just like really awesome spookies of the en uh, encounters of the spooky kind mm -hmm. um, that like came out like zombie um, versus ninja, like yeah, which I'm going to talk about later. Uh, you yeah. know, like a lot of these things were amazing, and like Hong Kong, like horror, martial arts, just fucking rules. I, I, there's just I don't know. There's sometimes. You can do a mix of flavors and it works, and sometimes you can do a mix of flavors and it doesn't. Oh, it's cheesy! All of the flavors in Hell, this were just perfect together. I agree. All I the black exploitation, mm -hmm. all the kung fu, and then the sort of the police movie about a supernatural killer. I mean, throwing that in, so it's a little bit of a horror movie. It's so many movies in one, but they work. It does. You know, well, the they have good representation of each of the like. He's. So compelling. Warhawk Tanzania is so compelling. The guy, the cops, both of the cops are great. Yes. In their own, like, you Which we haven't even talked about the second cop. No. We've heard of him. We need to talk about Sam. So our main cop, Chris, is, like, handed a new partner, this guy Sam. And it's very much like what you've seen in movies where it's the, the hard-boiled cop and he gets handed a kid. Who's the like, rookie. Uh -huh. But this rookie is also like over-educated and um, is, is so innocent and like clueless to the ways of the street. <laughs> and and he's this, like, you know, the this seasoned cop guy. has to introduce him to like, you know, the hard-boiled life of a street cop. And um, this guy, Sam, is... A goddamn delight. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. just a joy to see. Who everyone makes I'm, fun of, but he charms everyone. And he's right. clueless to being made fun mm -hmm. of. He's just smiling and yuck, yuck, yucking his way through. Yep. This is great. But he's not like a big dumb guy. <laughs> no. no, absolutely not. He's just fucking, like, he's just sort of he's like a, on his a own. friendly dog. He's not bad in any way. He's just sort of innocently moving forward and doing the best he can. Yeah. I always love characters that are like that anyway. Like Absolutely. In, in stuff. It's like like Reverend Jim on Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's just sort of like not hurting anybody, but not really engaging and just doing his own thing. So, Mike, this movie also features someone that was very special to you and I. Oh. Um, the, when the, I saw his face. The late brother Theodore. Yes. He's the priest 
who's like yelling by the subway. Oh yeah, dude, that's like the the guy in Howling Four that he like rips and the, the face off. Yeah, yeah, the burbs. He's yeah. great in the burbs. The burbs. Oh my god, he's so funny. So in the burbs. when I was a kid, um, I had read all about Brother Theodore in Fangoria. Yes, sir. Okay. Me too. So I had read all about him. I knew he was a. He did these tiny little performances in New York at these like seedy, like bad neighborhood oh, okay. um, theaters. I desperately wanted to see him because I had read about him, and I there was no you know YouTube. There's no way to look at anything. You know, you could just or hear his voice or anything. I okay. think I had seen him though, but then he started showing up on the Late Night with David Letterman show because oh. he was sort of popular, but weird as shit. And I was like, I got to see this guy. So when we went to New York in 85, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, I desperately, and I found where he was performing. I saw tickets weren't expensive. And I was mm. like, come on, who wants to go? And everybody was like, fuck that. No. We're not doing it. I was like, come on, somebody go. And nobody wanted to do it. So I didn't get to go. Ugh. But I would have loved to have seen him. Um, I would have gone by myself. But so I, you know, see him in movies, and so that'll that'll have to do. But Man. he's really good as a priest. He gives a guy yes. his last rites down in the sewer and or down in the subway, and then we get to see him standing outside the subway doing one of his bits. Yep. Yeah. Moses is dead. Mohammed is dead. <laughs> um, They're all dead, <laughs> and I am not feeling so good. It's such <laughs> a small part, but it's so powerful. It's so great. It's great. And you're not going to not notice Absolutely. Brother Theodore. It was so great to see him. <laughs> um, so th- we have samurai swords in this movie, um, or I assume they're samurai swords, but Chinese martial arts, I don't know if samurai swords are looking, mm-hmm. swords, swords are a part of that, yeah. but definitely right. the dude was doing like some yeah. Japanese mar- or sword work. Katana-ish. We have sword fights. We have punchings and kickings and throwings and um, chokings and foot yep. stomps and um and we have bell bottom foo all around especially oh with that last oh we got to talk about gold it. velvet jumpsuit which was phenomenal so he has basically it's overalls yes but he has no shirt underneath so mm-hmm. it's two big straps so with buttons and that shit they love this guy's ass and so everything so he wears I. is just yeah, no fucking. <laughs> when he would do stuff, you would just notice like nothing jiggled on him. Like when he would kick and punch, things were just firm. It was like yeah, God, he was lean as fuck. But he had that whole like almost like Steven Seagal thing where like he just does it with ease, but he so, looked a lot better doing it. So amazing, yeah, and selling it, and and like. They would cut away to his face, and he would do his, like, war face or whatever. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. It was great. Just charmed by this dude. Yeah, he was beautiful. Completely and, charmed by him. But I was like, don't go on that subway. Like, you're going to get so grimy down there in that cool-ass, that, like... That fight, though, the final fight with him and the demon. Well, but it was like multiple amazing. demons kind of came forward first. Well, and it was it, invisible. It, like, took him a second to get to yeah, the boss that level shit where fight. it was invisible. Oh, yeah, and then like, there were the twins that came out, and then, like, you know, That's he right. was about to stomp them, yeah. but then they went, yeah, invisible. I thought those were just forms of the demon. Like, it was taking on different forms until he got down to the true form and yes. then fought it. Yeah, that, like, <sighs> swamp level, like, you know, yeah, like, Black Lagoon, like... Just really like this was movie. Yeah, it was great. really good. He snapped that motherfucker's neck. The music. Was it incredible. It was incredible. It was that perfect waka chicka waka chicka seventies yeah. like black exploitation soundtrack, 
perfect one. Yeah. Like, what, it was, is Curtis Mayfield involved with this? What is going on? It's so <laughs> fucking good. I just was Super blown away by this. Yeah, there was even like that, like really cheesy sex music too. Oh yeah, like which was funny, like because he totally like has that classy like chick like in his bed, and then he like they like make breakfast together. It was so sweet. What a shitty apartment and a shitty bed and oh, shitty yeah. sheets and shitty everything. But I was loving every fucking second of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, that was somebody on the cruise fucking apartment. Oh, absolutely. That was. And all then, of those directors. places were real. And then I love that, you know, like, after making, like, sweet love all night and, like, a nice breakfast, he just, like, walks out with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all those kids are, like, on, like, the steps. And he's like, what's up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I did some fucking loud enough. That's right. I got laid. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah. He's a, such a badass. Um, yeah, this, I mean, the, the fact that these are free to watch on Tubi and they're both so entertaining if you have to pick one watch devil's express oh yeah but they're both great so. yeah that's that's I'm like my favorite kind of, of the two but i enjoy both i'm kind of, of glad Tubi was not a resource i had when i was younger and had so much like like disposable time because mm-hmm. god damn that's all i would have done was just sitting and watched like all these weird obscure fucking movies they have a really it's, great algorithm on there too Yes, they do. So like, and I mean, yeah. that's what I did do when I was younger and had that time, but I had to put a little bit of effort into it and go and find the movies. And But their algorithm will absolutely give you the right thing to watch next. Yeah. And they did yes. for me. And I basically sat in front of the TV for another hour and a half after I finished um, Force 4 because it was like, oh, you like that? So you're going to like this. And I was just like, Oh, yeah, it turned me on to uh, TNT Jackson, and I was like, ooh, and I paused it. I'm like, coming back to that later. Yeah, that's a good one. I've seen that one. We did that on the podcast. Did we? I think, was that one of my first episodes? I don't remember. Um, No, it was was like on the, it was like in 2017 we did it. I don't remember that. I thought we did that with the mothers. I, yep, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the mothers was great. Yeah. Yeah, the mothers was really good. The Mothers and TNT Jackson. Very nice. Episode 116. Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Both by Sirius Santiago. 116? Yeah, Trina Parks. Yeah. So, I'm feeling pretty good about choosing these two movies for the podcast. You did a Uh, great job. I I love these. (laughs) Julie, I'm bummed that you had seen them before because I was hoping I was introducing you to something new. But that's, that's hard to do, I'm finding. I, well... In a particular arena of of film, yeah, it's almost impossible to. Well, but I I thought maybe I had some obscure shit that I was going to like. Sorry, introduce. No, no, it's it's always interesting and it's impressive how much of this. That's why you fit in in this group to begin (laughs) with. So, I really, it's funny though because that I really thought you were introducing me to two new movies. Yeah, and I loved that I was like watching both of these movies and I was like you know 20 minutes in and I'm like dude I've seen this movie I've totally you're like yawn no no I, I was happy to watch these again and um it I don't know it made me really happy to think about like really fantastic friend like friend time with uh yep. Anthony and he introduced me to these uh, I mean I had my first legal like drink 20 years ago with him wow and uh and I actually went to his funeral maybe 10 years ago on my birthday so 
it's around this time and I always think of him and, and well, so this, this was very really special happy then. and yeah it was oh. really special to oh, like kind of nice. rewatch cool. these so thank you maybe it was meant to be then yeah because yeah, like I said I found that poster for Devil's Express on Twitter and was like what is this looks amazing and I had never seen that poster. It's yeah. it's fantastic. And, and just the whole idea. Of, I just have always been fascinated by that name, Warhawk Tanzania. So I was just like, okay, I just this is the universe is giving me a message here. I need to do this. Yes, what so, a badass name. And especially with them being on Tubi and it just being easy. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so, so there's no excuses not to watch it. So um, I guess it's safe. Well, to I'd say. love to be able to tell everybody that's listening that it's on Tubi also. Yes, and. Um, I guess it's safe to say we recommend these movies. For yes. sure. Okay. 100%. Well, um, we also hope you're enjoying the new format of the show where we split the um, What Else We've Been Watching segment off into the sideshow. Um, we're going to continue that. So that's the end of episode 230. We just like uh, we would like to encourage you to write to us. You can write to us at flickersfrom at gmail.com or flickersfrom at yahoo.com. We are still somehow on Facebook. And we are on Instagram, Slasher, YouTube, Letterboxd, at Flickers from the Cave. And over on Twitter, aka X, still over there. I can't give it up. I'm finding too much gold, so I just gotta stay. Um, where we are at Cave Walls. So, yeah, y'all, this, this was good. This was a great way to continue the 2024 run of Flickers from the Cave. And I don't know, who's up next? Is it me? No, Mike. It's Mike. It's me? Yeah, because I had the theaters. That's right. So, Mike, you're up next. Oh, okay. So, start thinking. I shall don my thinking cap. And that should be a warning to all of you to brace yourself for what's coming next. Because you never know what might be flickering down in the dark. Hey, um, whatever happened to the, um... Demon? Yeah. We didn't find anything but you down there. And as for that, uh, fancy piece of jewelry, well, uh, the amulet? We're letting the priest take care of that. Yep, it's my first miracle. No more murders, no more demon, and your amulet's on a slow boat to China. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It's the title of a song by Cole Porter. George Gershwin, I think.